Father, we believe it. Just resolve our hearts to receive it. That you have great things in store. Not because we deserve it, not because of who we are, but simply because of who you are, God. Because of your immense love for us and the grace that you have shown us in the person of Jesus Christ, your dear Son. Because of him, our lives can be new and different. Because of him, our lives can stand for something. Because of him, there's greater things yet to be done in each of our lives by the strength and the power of your spirit and by his holy presence. So we ask today, fill this room with that same presence. Bestow on us such a vision and a dream of what life can become when we walk in your name, when we stand for Jesus Christ, when we make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. Father, let this be a time of worship and praise because of who you are, the promises you've made to us, and the work you have yet to do in our lives. So we commit it to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat this morning as we uh, watch the screens and meet Miriam. and I'm one of the charter members of Christ Church and I remember you possibly 46 years ago that we met in our living room when a Pastor Danielson came from Iron Mountain, Michigan and he was commissioned to start a mission church in the Mequon area and my husband and I thought about it and were very snug as a bug at Fox Point Lutheran Church and really didn't need a new church. But then we decided we really needed a challenge. And so we got behind the move to start our Christ Church. It was interesting to see that uh, how much Christ Church has grown. It started out, we had met in what was a women's club and we're also at the uh, Concordia, so we made a full circle. We came back to Concordia while waiting for Christ Church, our new building, to be built. And it was amazing. At that time, it wasn't Concordia. It was the School Sisters of Notre Dame. And they used to entertain us at Christmas or Thanksgiving. They sang to us, and it was a very, very great place to have our church meet and very ecumenical here meeting with the Catholic sisters a friend of ours had some property for sale on the port road and I think it was 25 acres and we got our heads together and decided that that's where we wanted the church and the name was already picked out for us Christ Church and so we purchased the property and began to build. And on this property, there was an old house. They tore that house down, but there was a door at the house. And we needed a door for our swimming pool, pool area. And so we put that door 
on our little shack that we had built. So Christ Church has been with me for quite a long time. In our old church, we used to have coffee and conversation in this very tiny kitchen. And uh, as many people as could fit in there would, and we discuss things that were apropos for the, the day or the sermon that we had heard at the early service. At one time, I was on the council at Christ Church, and I was in charge of the, uh, the extra things that we did, the uh, church picnic. And of course, it wasn't quite as big as it is now. We didn't have that many families, but we had very faithful families that stayed with us for many years. Christ Church has a very interesting history. At one time, Billy Graham's daughter, Ginny uh, Trevichian, was a member of our church. And uh, we had Peter Miller and his wife Leah. And Leah at one time was our church treasurer and had been on the council. They both were skaters, speed skaters, and he won the gold medal in the So we did. Leah had won us silver. My one claim to fame is that I've made the baptismal napkins for all the babies that were baptized. And some are little bigger babies baptized at Christ Church. And the material that we used was linen. And at one time we got the linen from one of our parishioners who was in the army and he they used um, they he took blueprints and the blueprints were printed on linen and what you do is you boil them and you get rid of the blue dye and we had this beautiful linen that I was using in fact to just use the end of it the last bit that I had to make the baptismal napkins and my other claim to fame is my leap of faith I thought if pastor of our church can jump out of an airplane I guess maybe I can too and I thought it'll be interesting maybe I'll see the Lord on the way down the door was open so out I went and it was just an unbelievable thing and I think maybe it was just that my faith carried me down it is a great conversation piece and I say, guess what I did for my 85th birthday? And people will come up with all sorts of funny things. Once in a while, somebody will say, jumped out of an airplane. And that's just what I did. It's just amazing how much the church has grown. And I can't quite get over it. I think maybe that's why I go to the 8 o'clock service because it's small and there aren't that many people there. It's amazing to watch Christ Church grow the way I have for, it must be 46 years or close to it. And it's like watching your children grow. They start out young and flounder a little bit. And to see how it has grown and how it has reached so many people, it is just unbelievable as far as I'm concerned. And that's why I am Christchurch. Awesome, huh? Isn't that great?
<laughs> yeah. And she was at 8 o'clock. So, <laughs> it is awesome, isn't it? When God's people resolve to do something, I mean, you know, Miriam and, and those charter members that started Christ's church, when, when they, they resolve to say, yes, I'm behind it, I'll, yes, I'll get with that. Or even her just resolving at 85 to say, yeah, I'll jump out of a plane. Resolve is a powerful thing that God can use in our life. What I want to do today and uh, in the beginning of this activity year is, is over these next Sundays challenge you about resolve. About some resolves that the scripture would just put upon our lives. So some resolves that we just need to, to take in and say, yes, I'm with that and I resolve. Some resolves that can elevate our lives if we just receive them. Resolve. Title is Resolve, I am Christ Church. Let's go. Resolve. I did the dictionary thing and looked up the word resolve. It means a resolve. To come to a definite or earnest decision about determine to do something. It's just to say, okay, I'm in. I'm on board. I'm going to do it. I, I'm, I'm unwaveringly committed to this experience. I'm absolutely there. I'm resolved. I'm not going to change my mind. I am absolutely on board. I'm in. I'm all in. You want to see what it looks like? Here's what it looks like in Jesus' life. In uh, Matthew 16, <clears throat> it's one of those times when Jesus starts telling him about what's going to happen to him in Jerusalem. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples what would happen to him. He told them he must go to Jerusalem. There he must suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law. He must be killed on the third day, rise to life. He tells the disciples, listen, this is what's going to happen. He knows completely what's going to happen. And that, did, did you notice how he is absolutely resolved? He just says, look, th this is what's going to happen. And he says, he must, he must, he must. Look, I, I got to do this. I'm, I'm resolved. It's an unwavering commitment. I mean, Peter tries to talk him out of it at one point. Peter tries to say, no, Lord, listen, you got that wrong. And Jesus comes back and rebukes Peter and says, listen, you're, you're on man's side. You're not on God's side on this one. See, Jesus had absolute, utter resolve. What was his resolve? His resolve was to make sure that he did everything the Father wanted him to do to make an impact in your life. That's what he wanted. He was absolutely, utterly resolved to go through everything he had to go through. Why? So that he could make an impact in your life, so that your life could com be completely new and completely different, and your life could be raised above everything else, and that you could be resolved to make an impact for him. I mean, that's the transition. That's the natural growth. That's where it goes from there, right? He makes a resolve. And he says, listen, I am willing to go through whatever I have to face in Jerusalem. I am willing to go to the cross for you. I am willing to give up my life for you and rise three days later so your life can be absolutely forgiven and new and elevated. But... You receive it. 
there's a resolve that comes with it. And that resolve is the same resolve he had. Simply to resolve and say, I understand. I am now here to make an impact for Jesus Christ. That's why I live. That's what I'm about. That's, that's the opportunity of every day. The, the overarching resolve of our lives, if, if, if you are a sold-out Christ follower, if, if you're at that point in your life where you're ready to say, yes, I'm, I'm ready to follow Christ wherever He leads, that's the resolve. It says, I am resolved that my life is going to stand for something and it's going to stand for someone, Jesus Christ. And I am absolutely, unwaveringly committed to have my life impact and make a difference in this world for the cause and the movement of Jesus Christ. That's a resolve. Ephesians 1, Paul says, Before the world was created, God had Christ choose us to live with Him and to be His holy and innocent and loving people. Before the creation of the world, God had you in mind. For what? God had you in mind so that your life would be different because of Jesus Christ. That, that He would impact your life. And He would make your life different. He would make your life holy and innocent and, and make you into a loving person. That, that He would have an impact on your life. And, and you would live different because of Jesus Christ. I, I live different because of Christ, right? I mean... I'm a different kind of father because of Jesus Christ. I'm a, I'm a different kind of husband because of Jesus Christ. I mean, I deal differently with my coworkers because of Jesus. I'm just, I'm a different person because of Jesus Christ. In fact, now what happens in our lives when we really get sold out on Christ, we, we notice the times when we aren't the person we're supposed to be, right? I mean, I mean you, I have that experience once in a while. I'm out, you know, doing my thing and... And uh, just living life, and I'll do something, and I go, ooh, geez, I wonder if anybody was watching. But really what I do is go, ooh, gosh, do I have my collar on? <laughs> you know what you do? You do, oh, am I wearing one of those Christchurch t-shirts? Right? Because the norm for us, hopefully, as a sold-out sold Christ follower, is the impact that Jesus has had in our life. It, that's, we, we're already resolved into living that kind of life. And this is what he came to do, to impact our lives so our lives would be different and better and fuller and richer and overflowing. And the resolve, the resolve is that we'll do the same thing. Paul says in Ephesians, we are also, we were also chosen to belong to him. See, not belong to the world, belong to him. God decided to choose us long ago in keeping with his plan. He works out everything to fit his plan and purpose. He's choosing us. He's making us different. And he has a plan and a purpose behind what he's doing in your life. What's the plan and purpose? Well, for Jesus, Jesus understood his own plan. He said, I've come down from heaven not only to, to do my will, but the will of the one who sent me. And he follows it up by saying in John, so you sent me into the world in the same way I sent them into the world. What's going on? What's the plan? Well, God's first plan was send Jesus. Send Jesus to impact your life, to make you a different person. What's the next plan? The next plan? Send you. Send you. That as Jesus came into the world to be an impact person, 
to impact your life and impact this world and to build his church, now God's plan is send you. Do you notice in, in John 17 here, and I highlighted the word so you don't miss it, it says, in the same way. Isn't that an interesting phrase? In the same way. As Jesus was sent, as Jesus lived, as Jesus was resolved, in the same way, we're sent. This is what it means for us. This is what it means for us individually, and I can tell you this is what it means for Christ Church. Christ Church is absolutely committed. We are resolved that we are going to be, will be, and will continue to be an impact church. We're not here to be a country club. We're not here to just have you come on Sunday morning and make you feel good, just say you have kind of a good week. I mean, we're here because we are resolved to be a place that makes a difference in people's lives. We are totally sold out, not just on Jesus Christ, but on Jesus Christ changing people's lives through us. We're resolved. And that's the invitation of the resolve, that as Jesus came to make that difference in your life, now we're sent to make that same difference in somebody else's life. Second Corinthians, Paul says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through who? Yep. Right? That's why it's so important to get this resolved. It's so vital to the kingdom of heaven to get this resolved. It's the kingdom of heaven being extended, the movement of Christ being, being extended, the impact of the gospel taking place in people's lives and in people's hearts through us. We're it. We're the plan. God looks to each one of us and challenges us to say, listen, are you resolved? Are you resolved? Do, do, do you understand what it means to, to have Jesus Christ in your life and the impact he makes in your life? But are, are you resolved to the nth degree to understand it means giving up your life just like he did to make a difference in somebody else? The challenge for us is that can be an uncomfortable place because the call on us then is if we get this resolve and say, okay, I get it. I want my life to stand for something. I want to be a difference maker person. Well, if we're going to do that, it means we have to be willing to grab whatever the opportunities are that God creates for us. Now, now we know this about God, right? We, we know this about God. We know that God creates opportunities for his people uh, to accomplish. Uh, if, if you'd use uh, Marion's image, you'd say, uh, well, you're up there in the plane and God opens the door. And what do you have to do? You've got to fall out. You just roll out. That's what we believe, that, that God just opens those doors of opportunities. If you go to Isaiah, Isaiah understands, resolve. In the first part, he says, Even before I was born, the Lord God chose me to serve him and to lead back the people of Israel. So he gets resolve, right? It's everything we've just been talking about. He gets that, that God, before he was born, had a purpose and a plan for his life, and that purpose and plan was to make an impact and to get God's people back into the right place. Right? Notice how he follows it. So the Lord has honored me 
and made me strong. Isn't that interesting? What does he mean? So the Lord has honored me and made me strong. Well, I mean, it's pretty simple, isn't it? The Lord not only gave a plan to him and a purpose to him, but the Lord gave him an opportunity to fulfill it. The Lord opened the door of opportunity so that Isaiah could do exactly what God created him to do. He, he opened the door of opportunity so, so Isaiah could just roll right out, roll right into it and face the challenge that God put in front of him. He stepped out in faith and said, this is what God created me for. I am here to be an impact person in the world. And, and God, give me the opportunity. And he was willing to receive it and do it. Now, this is the challenge. We can talk about it this morning, and, and we can keep this kind of nice head knowledge. Yeah, okay, I'm supposed to be sold out and be an impact person for Christ, and, and yeah, God's going to create opportunities. The trouble is, you've got to let your heart be moved to actually do it. It looks like this. When uh, sometimes I'll go to conferences, you know, elsewhere in the country, and and you know I'll fly there, and uh, so you know I'll get ready to go on the plane, and of course I always have a book with me, uh, because man, I just there's always a book that I've been just dying to have quiet time with and read. You know that experience, right? Just man, just waiting, and you know it's a couple hours on the plane flying somewhere, and I thought, oh man, if I could just get on the plane and I could just sit down. Have nobody bother me and just dive into this book. That would be incredibly good. Have that experience? But then there's another reality. I have to remember the resolve. I have to remember God's a God of opportunity. I have to remember that every time I get on that plane, God may be creating an opportunity for the right person that he chooses to sit right next to me so that I can impact them for Jesus Christ. I want to read my book. I want to just get lost in my book. It's inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. It's sacrificial to devote my attention to somebody else who's sitting next to me in the seat. But if I'm resolved, if I'm resolved, I have to be grabbing, be ready to grab the opportunity whenever it presents itself. You see it? You get it? That's the difference, right? That's the difference. The difference is say, yeah, I am resolved to make an impact for Christ. But it means then I'm going to look for, seek, and even ask for the opportunity to be that person God wants me to be. You see, if I'm really doing it right, before I get on the plane, before they would start boarding, I would be praying and saying at the gate, God, put me in the right seat and put the right person next to me. You see how different that is? You see, that's saying, listen, I, I understand. That's the purpose of my life. I understand. I, yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, I sure would just love to read that book. But you know what? The call of my life. Because Jesus Christ has done it for me. I, that's the plan. I have no option. It, it's, it's a resolve. It, it's an unwavering commitment. It, it's an absolute understanding and a foundation in my life. It's, it's a resolve. Of course I have to do that. 
For us, it's to understand the resolve and see and look for and ask for the opportunities to be that person that makes a difference. And Paul says, if our minds are ruled by our desires, we'll die. In that scenario, if I dive into my book and I ignore the person next to me, I'm participating in a death. The death of an opportunity. And that's not going to do me any good, and it's not going to do that person any good. Paul says, but if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, if we are resolved to do whatever God wants to do, if we're resolved to seize the moment and the opportunity, we'll have life and peace. What he's trying to tell us is, that's where it is. That's where living is. That, that's the energy. That, that's where life really is. That, that's the, the resolve that elevates our life. See, when you have that opportunity to be the instrument that God uses to impact somebody else's heart and life, you walk out of there going, that was awesome. That was fantastic, God. I can't believe what you did. This is the amazing resolve. The amazing resolve that says, I am absolutely sold out. I'm here to make an impact for Christ. And I'm going to seek every opportunity and grab it when it comes even if it's inconvenient, even if it costs some sacrifice, even if there's something else I'd rather be doing, even if another better offer comes along, I'm still going to stay focused, unwaveringly focused, on making an impact for Christ because that's where living really is. That's where living really is. What it means for us ultimately then, the challenge for us is to sit down at our lives, look at our lives, and start to ask the questions about where our priorities are. I mean, if we're really sold out and say, hey, we're about making an impact for Christ, then we ultimately have to get to the place and say, so what do you do with your time? So if, that, if you're there, if you're a Christ follower in the room and you say, yeah, yeah I want to be that, I want my life to stand for something, then ultimately you've got to get to a place that says, well, so how am I using my time? We get it from Paul, he says, Act like people with good sense and not like fools. These are evil times. So what? Make every minute count. Make it count. Make it count for what? Make, make it count in what direction? He answers, don't be stupid. Instead, find out what the Lord wants you to do. That's what counts. What counts for us is, is just being able to say, Listen, I, I know God has a purpose on my life. I, I know God's got a cazone for me. And I'm going to step into that purpose. I'm going to step into that cazone. I'm going to use the gifts. I'm going to seize the opportunities. I'm going to reevaluate and reorder my life so I make a difference for Jesus Christ. Look at your time. Look at your time. How are you using your time? Are you using your time in a way that is God honoring or just self-serving? See, ultimately, it gets down to tomorrow. When you get up tomorrow and, and you remember this message and, and you say, oh, yeah, that's right, I'm going to live today for Christ. Well, how? By grabbing every opportunity that I can and make sure I use my day as best I can to be the person God wants me to be. When we do that, Isaiah reminds us, the Lord gives perfect peace to those whose faith is firm. So always trust the Lord because he is forever our mighty rock. See, when we make that resolve, 
When we make that resolve, we can make the resolve because we know we can trust Christ. We know it. We, we can trust Christ. How, how could Marion roll out of that plane? Because she just was going to meet the Lord on the way down, I guess, right? Just, just trust Christ. How, how could a group of people get together and, and even though they were snug as a bug down at uh, Fox Point Lutheran, did you hear that? She was, I love that phrase, snug as a bug. Even though she was snug as a bug, she needed the challenge. She needed the challenge to step out in faith and say, we're going to start a church here. And look at the difference it makes. When the people of God say, Jesus is my rock, and and I'm just going to step out, because I am absolutely, utterly resolved that wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I am Christ Church. I am the means by which God makes a difference in this world. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Uh, We just ask that you would just confirm our hearts today, that we could have such unwavering resolve. Uh, Not not just resolve in understanding how awesome you are and, and resolve in understanding how gracious you are and the incredible gift you've given us of Jesus and everything he accomplished for us. Resolve to receive his forgiveness with each new day. But Father, put us also in that place, strengthened by your spirit, where we can just be resolved to be people who make a difference, to be people who stand for you in every circumstance, who seize every moment for the kingdom of heaven. And Father, we pray, never let this church forget. Never let us waver from that resolve. 